you don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as all oh, it still work. Wow! He hits it, he's done it! Never get tired of that. I hope you're not getting tired of the Big League magazine. Run to the finals podcast. We're at semi-final week two. Can you believe it? We're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you have a legal issue to tackle, call Slater and Gordon on one 555 The usual crew is here. Maria Chialis, editor of Big League magazine. Welcome. Pam Whaley, senior writer. And Bowie Phillips, genuine blowing, I think. Uh, also uh, national sales That's right. director. Yeah, I'll uh, take blowing, actually. Take, like take blowing. Welcome, everyone. Uh, thoughts looking back, thoughts on the week, thoughts looking forward uh, before we get into the topics of today. I don't remember what happened last week. <laughs> it's a bit like that, wasn't it? Moved yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, I've moved on now. I'm all about week two of the final. You, you know what? If I was you and the side that you support, which we're not going to disclose at this point, <laughs> oh, wow. I'd think about week two as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd think about week I just two. feel relieved, to be honest. Now I don't have to worry. I can just bandwagon whoever I want to. Yeah, it's great. you're good at that. Yeah, oh, I'm really good Who have you bandwagoned out of interest? Uh, look, if Josh Hodgson plays, I'm going for the Raiders. If not, I'll stick with the Panthers. Oh, wow. I just, um, or maybe they like floppy all over. Yeah, the place. your safest bet is to go with Melbourne, obviously. Right. But uh, just going to go some, do something differently for you. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair. Pam? Yeah, I'm bandwagoning with the Raiders as well, but then it would be fine if the Panthers won. Yeah. I don't really know. Just as long as it's an exciting game, I don't really care. A bit the same. I think, yeah, yeah I can. Sharkies, Panthers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know, Sydney teams. Oh, well, that's, that's, Sydney, that's, 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 yeah, that's the, the question. That was going to be the point. Sydney Anything team. north or south too yeah, far is exactly. like, uh-uh, we're out of here. I think the Melbourne Storm are in the box oh, seat. You I got think it. The yeah. yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, I'm not calling the Raiders or Panthers easy to get past, but they do have the easier side of the draw as it stands. Because the Sharks coming up against the Queensland team, especially the Cowboys, if they win, that's a lot. You'd think that's a bigger bigger issue than taking on Raiders or Panthers. Yeah. I, it, or, it, except for the Raiders for Melbourne, look, who knows? And that's the thing. Yeah. I reckon the Panthers and the Raiders both play a brand of footy that would ro- worry the Melbourne Storm because they're uh, a little bit different. They're a bit expansive. They don't mind the offload. They don't mind uh, testing their hand. And, and that's, I think, what the Melbourne Storm would not prefer mm-hmm. in saying that when you get to week three of the finals, you, ha- you limp into those finals and you've got to try and beat Melbourne in Melbourne. In Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a big task. We've got a lot planned for you today. Uh, all the talking points from the week that was and the week that's coming up. We'll also have a look at what's in the Big League magazine this week. Great cover as well. All the chief combatants on the front. Uh, who's there? Jonathan Thurston, Anthony Milford, Trent Merrin, Josh Papali. Uh, we'll have a chat with our CK1. Uh, we've started up our competition. And I'll tell you what, it's embarrassing for some people. Some people. It's great for others. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put my hand up. It's embarrassing for me. I'm running eighth of eight. Um, I'll tell you who's embarrassing for. CK1. I'm going to have to start calling him CK3. He's struggling. Battling. Lone Scout. Let's get Lone Scout. <laughs> exactly. He is our expert at the moment, CK1, but that could change. Stand by for that one. We'll also have our fearless predictions in our social media start of the week. And uh, by the way... Um, We've got a couple who got the fearless predictions right and a couple who went very close. 
and one that was a miles away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Maria, something caught in my throat. Excuse me? Uh, he's getting mixed up. Jimmy's I getting said, mixed I up. I Panthers 13 plus. Oh! How dare you, I sir? I was a mile away. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Because yeah. I had that written that way and then I thought, no, 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 that No, we're just interchangeable right. to you, aren't we? Yeah. It's yeah, like, well, a couple Pam, of Maria, chicks, Maria, whatever. Pam. Pam. Yeah, well, well. I just hear noise. I just hear noise. <laughs> I noticed when Pam walked in and you said, hey, Pam, 13 plus. <laughs> I thought and he was. And she went, yeah, cool. I thought he was rubbing it in. I thought he was like, yeah, you yeah, were no. actually really crazy last week. I thought I'd let it go to the keeper and wait till we got on air before pointing it out. No, good, good. Let's broadcast it out to everyone. Um, by the way, over 3,000 listens last week, so we're a little bit cock a hoop. I know. Yeah, yeah. No pressure. And those performance clauses should be starting to kick in sometime soon. True. Yeah, true. true if they're within there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, all right, James Roberts at the judiciary uh, does not beat a contrary conduct charge. I'm really comfortable with that, Maria. Yeah, I'm happy with it. it we all saw it. We all saw it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty obvious one. The interesting mm. thing yeah. is it wasn't a kicking charge. Mm. The, yeah. the, I think that's interesting. And I, I and I think given what happened the week before at the judiciary, there at the match review committee went, oh, we do not want to miss again. You know, we yeah. do want to char- don't want to charge a guy with kicking. And you could walk in there and say, well, was it a kick? Was he pushing him away with his leg? Was he Nudging trying to find him? You know, <laughs> a, a, but if they said it's a contrary conduct charge, you go, well, of course, it's a contrary conduct charge. Says, you yeah. shouldn't be doing that on the football field. So that was an easier one to nail. The interesting thing about that is that it gave him an extra 50% loading because he had a previous contrary conduct charge. It wouldn't have changed things too much from a how many matches he, he misses, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that was an interesting ploy from the match review. Because what did, what did James Graham get? Contrary, contact, uh, con, contrary conduct? I for think he his, got striking. No, for his kick. For his attempted kick. His attempted kick. What? He didn't get anything. No, no, he he, got, he, he went to the he didn't get charged. He was on report. report. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did what was Cassiano's? He kicked. That was kicking. Okay. Kicking. Yeah. Yeah. And so Cassia, that, that's that was a grade one kicking, and that's a base penalty of two hundred points. I was going to yeah. say, I think he's lucky with one week. Actually, James he got grade two, and then he I got the early grade two. Grade two. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think he's lucky with one week, and if I was James Roberts, I would have copped it on the chin. Well, they're going to miss him, or are they going to miss him, Bowie? Yeah, they're going to miss him, uh, especially in attack. Um, so now what they've got to do is make sure that they get uh, <laughs> win, win this week so and get him back in the side. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to miss him in attack. I said last week, not sure whether it was on this program, but it was like, amazing, 2016, no coaches have been sacked. Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> um, Andrew McFadden. I guess it was coming, Pam. I think the interesting yeah. thing is Stephen Kearney gets yeah. the gig. I think it's great. I think well, he hasn't exactly been sacked. He's been demoted. I think he's going to be assistant. Oh, really? Stephen Kearney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So I bet she's pay packet went to that of a yeah. An assistant. Look, I think so too. <laughs> but I think um, I think it's a great move for Stephen Kearney. Obviously, he had a few problems at Parramatta, and then he's been up there with the Broncos for a while, and obviously coaching the um, New Zealand team, the national yeah. team as well. So yeah. I think it's a great move for him from all. Anyone who has ever spoken about him has, has said, you know, he's ready to coach a, a first-grade team and he would be a great first-grade coach. So I could be wrong, but when Matt Elliott got the job at the war, uh, Warriors, mm, mm, mm. Were, the pl- were the players requesting Steve Kearney then? Oh, that might be – that's a good memory. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they wanted him uh, and they were, Which th- is... th- they were a bit up in arms about Matt Elliott actually getting the job and obviously Matt didn't sort of went – It didn't last too long yeah, after yeah. that. So and, and that's key with the – um, Warriors players, whether rightly or wrongly, if they don't buy into the coach, yep. then the performance suffers. And yeah. um, I, I think from a Stephen Kearney point of view, you mentioned Parramatta, his time at Parramatta. He had problems at Parramatta. 
everyone has yeah. probably yeah. Parramatta, yeah. pretty much. Brad yeah. Arthur may be excluded. So you can't really say, well, he's not a first-grade coach. Mm. But now, giving the Warriors job, he's the former New Zealand coach. He's widely respected in the game, uh, in, well, all over the world, but especially mm-hmm. in New Zealand. Yeah. He'll have, let's assume Kieran Foran honours the um, verbal agreement that he has with Jim Doyle and is registered for the National Rugby League. You've got Roger Tuovasashek, Kieran Foran, Sean Johnson, and Isaac Luke as a spine. Mm-hmm. It, it's everyone in the league would want a spine like that. Yeah, yeah but look, that's what we said this year. Yeah, that's I was going to say. Everyone was expecting that this Until year. Until Roger. But well, Roger also, got injured. Yeah. yeah, and he's also done wonders with them on a national level as yeah. well. Yeah. Like that, that, that team. That's the most important key, I think. That is yeah. the biggest key, I think, that the way that he's kind of transformed that team and they are, you know, no longer is it just kind of – it's, it's a genuine contest, I think, between yep. you know New Zealand and Australia. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, they've also promoted Stacey Jones from New South Wales Cup coach to specialised coaching coach. So um, coaching he's coach. a coaching coach. He's, he's um, going to be the second assistant. So um, that's an interesting move as well. He's done quite well with the New South he's Wales Cup team. done very well. Yeah. Though they probably don't go, didn't go as well as they usually do at that level. Yeah, they got bumped out last week yeah. in a match against Newtown. But it's not really his stadium. fault because he's had people... With Isaac Luke injury and Roger injury yeah. and stuff like that, people go in and out. So yeah, yeah, he lo- there was a lot of guys with first grade experience who had been playing first grade drop back for that semi final. George Carmont was playing. George is thirty eight. I wow. was gonna say, wow. George is thirty eight, and he was playing in that Warriors Interest Super Premiership side, which wow. is is amazing in itself. Now Mick Ennis was apparently <laughs> in response to that. And by the way, what a victory! That yeah, that's yeah, it was a as, great game. That's the most incredible victory I can remember in a semi-final in a long, long time, and arguably the best win in Cronulla's long history. Yeah. Like it, it, all, everything went against them. Everything went against them until the forty-second minute mark when Josh Hodgson went down, and and then yeah. things started to roll their way. But that was just an incredible win. Mick Ennis decided to, well, he said, clap, clap in. In the direction of the Cronulla fans. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mick, they were down the other all those end of the field. In, in girls in green, they're the Raiders supporters. Yeah. What? And Ricky Stewart's outburst was incredible. What did you make of that, Pam? Oh, I thought that he was entitled to his opinion, but I also thought that maybe Mick Innes is entitled to kind of do that as well. Like, I, I don't really know. I didn't really like it. Um, I thought it was... I don't know. If I was a fan, I'd be really peeved off with that too, just to kind of be mocked by the opposing teams. He was captain on the field at the time as yes. well because um, obviously Paul Gallen was out and then Wade Graham got knocked yes. out and then yes. so he kind of had to step up as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a – I don't really know. It's just like I guess it just creates a bit of a talking point though as well and it just puts it in – in the headlines for kind of yeah. a, it divides people and gets people talking. And I that's that, what it is. It's been well documented yeah. throughout the this week in the media that, that you know this is Ricky Stewart's ploy to you yeah. know really really pump up the tires of his team. <laughs> when I saw it, I laughed because that's just typical McGinnis on the field. Would I have been? And, and so I, that's where I had the problem. Yeah. So, so I felt the same way. It was my team he was doing it for. Don't know, but. You know, that's that's up to my team to go out and make sure they beat him. I had, yeah. I had absolutely yeah. no problem with Mick Innes doing it because yeah. every great story needs a villain. Yeah. <laughs> it exactly. does. Yeah. It needs a villain. And yeah. Mick fills the role quite yeah. often. And so, But what I thought was, why didn't you just say, yeah, I did it? 
Like, yeah, don't try and up. pass it off as, like, you know, the change from Mick Ennis from grub, biggest grub in the league, to competitive family man is a significant one. And when you think about what he's doing next year, you understand why he's done that and yeah. tried to change people's perceptions. But like, you've done that, just say, yeah, I was giving it back to the Canberra fans who was giving it to us. Yeah. That's what I think, that's what I did. I think what it is is, yeah, he does draw a line between who he is on the field and who he is in public. Just fair enough. And then so he, it's like admitting that you're a different person on the field yeah. while you're a, a public personality. I don't know. It's like the two have kind of overlapped a little bit. Yeah. And so that's admitting it thing, is yeah. makes it. <laughs> Maria, like it's obviously Bulldogs fan. Wow. Did you like, I mean, when Mick Ennis is this kind of player that you can't stand him when he's playing for another team, yeah, but yeah. when he's playing for yours, Don't you're loving you. every second of it, Don't you know? Yeah. Like, is it yeah. the same with you now, I guess? Um, I, I still love him because personally I've interviewed him a lot um, and talked right. to him a lot and I think he's a, a great dude. But um, yeah, no, dogs have a lot of people like that. Josh Reynolds, James Graham. It's basically all yeah. bulldogs. I just saw a great tweet about that. Um, I can't remember who wrote it, and I'm sorry, but he was like, how dare Mick Ennis mock the Raiders' three weeks of great Nordic tradition? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. And another, to cap off a fantastic month of Nordic tradition down there at Canberra, we're going to get another home game this week for, uh, for the Canberra fans, and, and that has been fantastic. Cash money, bro, is what we've been hearing as well. Yeah. I thought that was just a nothing story oh. that somehow made its way onto the front page, and it's like... The the, the um, bikey guy said, "Well, yeah, we've been most for years." Jared said, "I mean, that Somewhere in there's the truth. Yeah. Either way, it, you know, it's it's not the worst thing. It's certainly not the worst thing in the world. No. It's it's trivial to be honest. Yeah. But it's a bit of a wake up call. Yeah. yeah, you just got to be careful in this day and age. We all know it. Um, social media is a scary place. Snapchat, especially. Um, I think players just need to have that sort of awareness if they yeah. see a camera in front of them and like, you're my mate, don't film me. Yeah. I say that to Pam mm. all the time because she films me without my consent. Right. I just sitting at my desk looking fat, <laughs> hunched over my okay. computer. That's not why. It's just hilarious to annoy you. That's why I do it. It's <laughs> really annoying. So... Is, there, is there another podcast coming up? This is so funny. This has gone in a direction I never thought. <laughs> <No. laughs> That's what I'm right. saying is you gotta you got to watch out for these cameras because they could be coming from anywhere. Yeah, from anyone. <laughs> from anyone. <laughs> You're not going to end up on the front yeah. page of the paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you give her $5,000 and say exactly. cash money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cash money, yeah. man. Hey, I, I love the fact the PM's team is a competitive one. Actually, it's more so than competitive. It, yeah. You know, it's it's almost a trial. If you want to get a four-nation spot, go and play well for the Prime Minister's 13 up there in New Guinea. I think, man, they are going to go crazy for this in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's superstars playing. Yeah. They, it's, it is crazy too. Are they, Port Mosby, are they? Or? Yep. 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 So normally they're hanging off the the lights up there just yeah. to just to watch the game and and the experience of actually playing there as the players have said in the past is just crazy. Yeah. Just crazy the yep. amount of fans that get there. So um now that they've got, you know, one of some fantastic players or Australian players going there, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be a big one. Can you imagine Greg Inglis? How much yeah. he's going to be yeah. idolized yeah. in Papua New Guinea. Oh, like, absolutely. Just cra- like Mal Maning is a god up there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Greg Inglis is some sort of deity as well, uh, I reckon. Now, this will be the last thing we mentioned. We haven't mentioned it from last Friday. It was the refereeing performance performance at Suncorp Stadium. I was watching the game and thought, "Mm." and then I saw Neil Henry interviewed after the game and he was quite calm and I thought, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. 
Yeah. And I know that in the press conference he was a bit more expansive about it, but um, I am glad that Jared Sutton has been demoted this week because otherwise there's no um, um, retribution, or... accountability for yeah. your performance. Um, I was disappointed that Tony Archer came out and said, "No, overall I think we've we, you know we handled it pretty well." No, answer it properly. Answer it to the way we want it. We didn't referee that game well. There will be repercussions. We apologise to the Titans. We don't think it changed the. Uh, um, the winner of the game, but it certainly had an impact at key moments. Yeah. That's all we needed to hear. Yeah. He did. He did give us a statement in big league where he said um, Gerard Sutton should have refereed better. So that's say it on Saturday when everyone yeah. wanted it. I think yeah. that I know. I know they like to wait and they like to review and they're, they're very like analytical sort of people. Um, mm. Look, it was very painful to watch personally uh, to switch off eventually because I was like, oh, this hurts. And I think everybody was also writing in the Titans because yeah. yeah. they're the feel-good story. So you yeah. feel like personally aggrieved by every single decision that and they were, away. And they were still in that game yeah, again. They, they I, you know, whatever the outcome was, it's just that when they're in the game, they've lost their halfback. Yep. Their yeah. backs are against the wall. And yep. then, you know, you, every person that was watching rugby league last that night yeah. saw the kick and then they score off the same play. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah. come on. Yeah. And then and that, the referees, and that probably wasn't yeah. even the worst one. No, and then there was a couple the Corey, more after the Corey that. Yeah, Corey Oates after yeah. that. And there, it, was, it just... um, there was a penalty for that in the Raiders game as well. There was? Yeah. And that was wrong? Yeah. As well? Yeah. It was on but Rapana. That, yeah. yeah. That was an isolated one. So yeah. it wasn't – and then you got the overturning of the decision by the bunker. On the, the, um, come on, the man. One. That one really puzzled me. Yeah. And I, yeah. Sometimes you feel like you've got to go back and just read through everything to make sure that you've got the right ideas. And on Channel 9, they were blowing up about the penalty try, but I think that was fine. It was fine. Yeah, that yeah was fine. that's fine. Yeah. That was fine. Well done, yeah. the referees. We'll give yeah. them, like, but you they know got what that right. happens? People listen to things like that or they listen to whoever and Correct. they, they like, work Correct. themselves up because they're so angry. And yeah. then someone goes, actually, it was right. But by then, it's too late. On Australia Sports Leader, Fox Sports, you didn't hear that. You got the, <laughs> just, <laughs> a shameless plug on the big <laughs> league. By the way, I was going for the Titans. Like... The plus ten and a half looks so <laughs> Anyway, that's a separate issue. It's the Run to the Finals podcast. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, give them a call if you've got a legal issue to tackle. It's 1-800-555-777. Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruising Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by rugby league legends Tommy Radonagas, Mick Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. So if you're in Sydney for the grand final, why not join in the fun? It's always a great day. For more information or to book, call us on 1300 885 718 or email therugbyleagueexperience.com.au. We're running to the finals with this podcast, courtesy of Big League Magazine and Slater and Gordon. one 800 is that number. Let's jump into what's in the Big League Magazine. Before we do that, though, Bowie, we should have made mention of the great prizes that True, are available Jimmy. to the listeners. Now, where's that code word? Coming in, uh, could be coming any time. Any time. Any, it could right. be coming in the next ten minutes. So uh, keep on listening. Now, look, it's a grand final experience for two people, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, what that includes is two platinum tickets to this year's grand final, and also two nights accommodation uh, in the city, and uh, get a little gift, I believe, from uh, the guys at Grand Final Experience. So mm. all you have to do is keep listening to this podcast. It'll be uh, announced at some point from here. Uh, until until finals week three podcast. Right. So all you have to do, the second you hear that keyword, we'll announce it, obviously, we'll say. And the keyword is, and all you have to do is just email that keyword, be the first one to do it, and uh, and send it to bigleague Mm. at 
newslifemedia.com.au and uh, and you will win. You be the first one and you will win that prize. Can you uh, say that email address again, please? It is big league mm. at newslifemedia.com.au. We'll, 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 uh, we'll put that uh, email up on our uh, Facebook and social accounts, Not just Bing so Lee. you know. Bing Lee. Well, sometimes I say I work at Big League. People go, oh, Bing Lee. Right, yeah, so no. big league, big <laughs> league, as in the big league magazine, yeah. Yeah. big league at News Life Media. But uh, we'll put it up on social media just so you know where you've got to email yeah. uh, the second you hear the keyword. So. Yeah. and no truth to the rumor that the keyword is going to be Bowie. So it, we'll, we'll look at something. Not well. We'll get the creative we haven't, decided, <laughs> we haven't decided yet. But yeah, we'll see yeah, how exactly. We go. Now, Maria, what is in the magazine this week? Well, um, funnily enough, we wrote about the top eight finals controversies this week. By accident, huh. um, so it Tiny. came in nicely. Yeah, um, you know, some seven tackle tries, some interesting. Is there any team other than the Cowboys featuring the top four? <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys twice in the top four. Yeah, those poor fellas. Yeah, um, but you know they won it eventually. So exactly. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Lots of Ben Hunt, our columnist this week, talks oh, about. Nice. Um, how they're not thinking about the grand final, but it would be really satisfying to beat the Cowboys up there. Um, good on you, Ben. Um, the usual good stuff from the analysts, lots of um, putting up players who will come up against each other. Good matches, Tyrone Peachy, Josh Mansell up against Joey Lelua, Jordan Rapana. Yeah. Um, the halves, obviously, Broncos, Cowboys. Look, it's stacked with stuff. And a Lachlan Coop poster. Lachlan Coop poster. Put that up on your wall. Cootie. What a yeah. legend. Every time I see, every time I, I take these uh, the big league magazines home to the boys, I've got a Mr. Six and Mr. Four. Mr. Six always goes to the poster and whoever it is, he's a massive Roosters fan. Whoever it is, he goes, wow. Last week it was Jesse Bromwich. Mm. He said, wow, the Melbourne Storm fans can put that up in their room. I said, <laughs> I said, Mate, yes, they can. Yes, Spot they on. can. That's exactly what they does can he do. Like, does he like posters from other clubs or oh, just no, Roosters? No, no. Just yeah, Roosters, yeah, fair thanks enough. very much. Yep. Uh, just Roosters, thanks does very he, much. Does he have a choice? No, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, because... Yeah, Mr. Four goes for the Sharks. Okay. What? Yeah, I know. Mr. Four goes for the Sharks. I keep telling him, lifetime of disappointment, son. I was going to say, anyway. bro- must have broken your heart. <laughs> kids, like, kids get really attached to the mascots, though, as yeah. well. I yeah. think yeah. it's just like, what's the cool mascot? Yeah. Like, yeah. My Bulldogs. little brother goes for the West Tigers, and I yeah. think it's just because Tigers Tiger. were cool when he was young. And yeah, right. Benjamin Dragon, I was, a, I was like, a Bulldogs fan yeah, when I was very young because yeah. yeah, my uncle was. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing the influences that happen. in Like the reason Mr. Four goes for... The Sharks is because when Mr. Six was right into it last year, he's going, go the Roosters, go the Roosters in this game. It was against the Sharks, so he just goes opposite to what his brother is. <laughs> right, well, I'm going for the team in blue. I said, that's the Sharkies. He said, right, Sharkies are my team. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there you go. That's what happens. They are playing on Saturday night, the Sharkies. On Friday night, though, we've got the Cowboys up against the Broncos. It's a rematch from last year's grand final. The games that these teams play are invariably dramatic, close, and thrilling. In no particular order, Maria. What are we thought? What are our, your thoughts on this game? Um, you've got to assume just because of the home ground advantage, I'm leaning towards Cowboys. Ethan Lowe is out with a spinal injury, unfortunately for yes. him after a really good season. So excellent season. Yeah. yeah, but they've got a few people like Cohen Hess has been playing really well. John Asiata's um, played first grade before. Yeah, Patrick Kafusi um, is an option to come in yeah. as well. Um, Winterstein apparently is in doubt as well. Um, so, but then again, James Roberts is gone so it kind of evens out um i'm purely going for the cowboys based on the home ground advantage i think mm. pam yeah i agree i think the cowboys will be too strong in this one um 
Yeah, with James Roberts being out, so Jonas Pearson will come in. You I would assume. He played well but last week. Yeah. He really yeah. did. Yeah, he, did. Yeah. he really did. He was just solid, you know. Um, and then Tom Opacek, though, is apparently in doubt, though, as well. So they might have to. Um, I don't know, go looking for... Read the depths yeah. of the Broncos system. Well, um, Opechek missed last week. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's... Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, you think Cowboys, Pam? Yes. Yeah. Barry? Yep, I agree with uh, the girls 100%. I think uh, just home ground advantage would do that. And, um, look, going to be a tight one, given everyone brings their best form to the game, but... Just the Cowboys, I think, for home ground advantage for no other reason. Well, this is going to be dangerous for the Cowboys because I'm going to go for the Cowboys as well. Ooh. We all are in agreement on that one. I, I just think their their level of performance last week against the Melbourne Storm was a, a, a lot higher than the level of performance we had from the Broncos. Combine that with the fact that you're going from Melbourne back home. My only concern is that six-day turnaround. And when you're going from Melbourne to Townsville, it's, you've got travel involved in that as well and you lose a day recovery there. So really they're looking at, and I know they've done it throughout the course of the season, but that extra day is crucial for the Broncos. So, um, and look, low is a loss, but I think Cohen Hess is a superstar in the making. Yeah. I, I, he is going to be a very special player. Thurston and Morgan, I thought, played okay, um, really controlled well, but I'm expecting more in a, on a drier track. I'm expecting a fair bit of ball movement. I, I'm expecting the Broncos to go to Townsville and try and win like they beat Melbourne in Melbourne mm-hmm. yeah. to play a more expansive game and conditions better suited to that. The only issue with that is it's a high-risk strategy. Mm-hmm. You make mistakes, you pay for them. They mm-hmm. didn't make mistakes that night. They started. It, they made mistakes against the Roosters, nearly paid for it. They made mistakes against the Titans, nearly paid for it. So they nearly have to be mistake-free, Pam, yeah. to win it. Well, I was going to say, if they play that expensive, they're going to have to get the ball out to those backs. And if they're bringing in inexperienced guys, exactly. yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't have James Roberts there who yeah. can just tear up the middle, then, um, yeah. It's going to be tricky. Yeah. All right, bad news, Cowboys fans. We all think you're going to win. So <laughs> it's going to be a dangerous one there. Now, this one is really interesting. Saturday night, 25,000 people. Just trying to pick out a Panthers play- a player that might... Uh, taunt the crowd at any point during it uh, when they are doing the biking clap. I don't see one at this no, point. No, they're nice fellas. <laughs> they're the nice guys of the yeah, National nice. Rugby League. But it is the Raiders up against the Panthers. Pam, how do you see this one playing out? Oh, I just cannot wait for this game. Yeah. To be honest, I just cannot wait are you, for it. Are you it. covering it for Big League Magazine? No, I'm not oh, going down there. I'm yeah. covering it from the couch. So yeah, that will be a great time. <laughs> yeah. One of the other guys is going down there though, Michael. So he'll do a great job down there. But it, um, yeah, I'm just really excited for this game. I think um, there's still obviously a question mark over Josh Hodgson. I don't think he's going to play. I think they said, Ricky Stewart said today or yesterday even that he wasn't even 50-50. Yeah. So it will just depend what they do there. Um, Adam Clydesdale might come in and then Kurt Baptiste. But the last time Hodgson sat out, I think in round 24 when he pleaded no contest to the, uh, was it a high contact or something like that anyway? It was the um, neck wrestle on yeah, uh, Jesse that's, Bromwich. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, so Adam Clydesdale started and then Kurt Baptiste came off the bench then as well. So mm. um, I'm not too sure. And apparently Blake Austin has not done a lot of training. He's just done a lot of running. What is he so, in or is he out? Well, Do we I don't, I don't think talking. he's 100% in. I think that they're... Saying that he is, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't. He had to do the captain's run. I think it was today, and just check how his gripping was in yeah. defence and so forth. Like they've had him ball running and and passing the ball, but they've they've got to try and get him to grip. Yeah, yeah. With that mm. hand. it's clearly not right. Yeah, um, they're going to put a uh, 
brace on it, but it's one of those things where I would be very surprised if he didn't play. Well, it's a thing. Yeah. Do you gamble it? Yes. Do, you do. Yeah, that's it. You've got to, even if you're not 100%, this yeah. is, it's do or die. So it's like, yeah. what is it I'm, I'm split yeah. on that. I, I don't know if, look, you'll know a training anyway. Um, but, yeah. you yeah. know, if it, if it holds up, I'd put him, I'd really put him through the ringer mm. and, uh, and really test it out because last thing you need is in the first 10 minutes, you know, he's, he's out of the game. Then, yeah. you know, that sets it up for the rest Unless of the game. Unless they play Sam Williams at hooker. Just in case. Mm, that's also an So there's too. a great solution. Well yeah. done. Because I was looking mm. at that and saying, Josh Hodgson, I, I reckon Josh Hodgson will play. Because yeah. Josh is, Hodgson is more important to the Raiders than yeah. Blake Austin. Blake Austin's like yeah. a cherry on top if he plays. That's yeah. just a little bonus. But Hodgson, I, I will change my tip based on who's play, whether Josh Hodgson plays mm-hmm. or not. Because that's the thing when Blake Austin went through that run of injuries, remember, around origin time. Yep. And he... Um, there was no five eight, and so they had Elliot Whitehead at five eight, but it was yeah. basically just Josh Hodgson, first receiver, you know, and, yeah. and Aiden Caesar. So that's how they did it. Um, so without him, um, they can't not play yeah. Austin. Like they, they 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 need something else there. Yeah. I think the Raiders did never ever settle into that game. They led it twelve nil, yeah. but they weren't playing well. They mm. they just couldn't quite relax into the game. And I don't know what that was a function of, you know, because it was it was a really inexperienced side. Mm-hmm. There's now got they've now doubled their finals experience for the team in this <laughs> they, yeah. they did. Yeah. They went from Literally sixteen games doubled. to thirty three games. Yeah. Um, and unless there's someone different coming for Josh Hodgson, but um, <laughs> but the, the point is that they didn't quite relax into it, even though they were leading twelve nil. If they can relax into the game and Hodgson plays, I think they can beat the Panthers. But mm. the Panthers. The Bulldogs threw everything at them. We thought the only way the Bulldogs can beat them is to smash them out of the game. And they were for a time. Yeah. But they were irrepressible, the Panthers. Mm. You just yeah. could not hold the wave back. Wave after wave of great attacking football. They're outstanding. What a joy the way these two sides play yeah. footy. Yeah. Isn't it just so much it's gonna fun to It's going to be high scoring, I think. Oh. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of points in this game, yeah. if anything, I think. Yeah. yeah. So but look, it's uh, one o'clock on a Thursday and there's no pictures of Josh Hodgson in a hyperbaric chamber. So I want to know when that's going to happen. Hyperbaric change was overrated. I've oh, heard. look, I've been, I wait for this every year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what is he doing? Chamber action. Get him in the AIS. Get him in a chamber. He'll be fine. I don't think, I think they're overrated. And what I also heard from, uh, 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 I was speaking with Jason Taylor and Trent Robinson. They were uh, at the Intra Super Premiership game the other day. We were talking about Josh Hodgson. And Jason Taylor said he'd done the exact same injury on a Wednesday. In 1994, in playing for the Bears, they had a game on a Sunday and he played on the Sunday. Because if you just snap the ligament, you can needle it, you can strap it, and you don't need it. Yeah. It's just the pain you've just got to get through. It's it's just the pain. And as long as it's well strapped, it should be fine. It's just he's got to get through the pain. Yeah. The painkillers, unfortunately, wear off at about the 60-minute mark. So unless he can get some more at halftime. Yeah. But I expect him to play. And, And if he does play, I think the Raiders can win it. But, gee, what a match. Looking forward to it. So there you go. Check out your Big League magazine. It's got all those uh, facts and figures around those two games and all those extra stories that we have mentioned as well. You're listening to the Run to the Finals podcast brought to you by Big League magazine. Run to the Finals podcast brought to you by Slater and Gordon, one 555 Time now to do our Stats Corner and talk fantasy football. And we do that with CK1. Well... Might be a little change as we say good morning to Chris Kennedy from NRL.com. It might be CK6 because that's your position, buddy, in our competition. <laughs> <laughs> morning, Chris. How are you going? Uh, it's good. Well, look, 
you're our guru on this, okay? You're our, our, our number one man. Any chance that Lone Scout's just nearby and you can put him on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm he's joking. Actually, he's just in the middle of something at the moment. Oh, all right. All right. We'll, we'll, stick, we'll stick with you then. We'll stick with you. No, I, yeah. look, I can't say too much. I'm running eighth of eight. Mm-hmm. Um, well... Luckily, I'm not behind you because I can only imagine the puppy uh, <laughs> copying <laughs> if that um, was the case. So this was my first time at it, and I've got to say, I, I just want to send out to Will Chambers and to Brett Morris a big warning, <laughs> a, a massive warning, <laughs> and also Jonathan Thurston and Jordan Rapane. This is an official warning. I feel like sending them a letter. If they don't have <laughs> improvement second week, then uh, they're out. You start getting personal about players, don't you, Chris? Yeah. You do. You take every drop ball and and miss tackle very personally once they're in your fantasy team. Yeah. All right. So what about what are some recommendations going into this next week? Only the two games. Um, mm. uh, you know, where do we start picking up some bonus points now? Right. Well, my first uh, recommendation is to take old CK1 as a cautionary tale and remember <laughs> to uh, check the late mail because oh. what I did was I uh, I put Paul Gallon in my team mm. and then uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday rolled around and here's me walking around happy as Larry thinking I've got Fafita and Elliot Whitehead in my team and it wasn't until I checked on uh, Monday that I realised I left old Gal in there as I think he was captain or vice-captain. So that's, uh, oh, no. that's put me back a little bit. So um, do as I say, not as I do is definitely uh, the motto there. Anyway, moving on. Um, aside from checking the late mail, because we've obviously got uh, and we've got people in doubt. Um, I heard today Ethan Lowe's out for the season, so he was going to be one of our contenders for the second row spot in that game. Um, Antonio Winterstein's in doubt in a game where you know the, the wingers and fullbacks are, are pretty thin on the ground in terms of appealing options. Um, Tom Opacek, uh is in doubt for, for Brisbane, and James Roberts obviously ruled out of the judiciary. So lots of changes, uh, especially in the back lines um, in that particular game. So um, it thins out the options a little bit. So I'm looking at someone like even a Javid Bowen to maybe continue his form from earlier in the year um, with those other guys in doubt or potentially on debut, they're talking about Kalen Ponga coming in. So I'm thinking maybe uh, Javid Bowen might be a nice one for that game. Um, and while we're on the injuries, obviously Ethan Lowe's are scratching. So that brings uh, guys like Corey Parker, uh, last week's struggler Matt Gillett and also Jason Talmololo into the equation for that game. Chris, um, not to brag or anything, but I'm second. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> no, no. Um, I do. You've I do been have. Patiently sitting on that one, Pamela. <laughs> I have a genuine question, which is, you would you would take a punt on someone who's coming in on debut or coming in after a long layoff to replace someone else? Um, we've we've seen this year a lot of players come in and score one or two tries on their on their NRL debut. We saw Bunavalu and Ado Carr both do it in the same game, and there's been plenty more. Jonas Pierce and you know Remus Smith, all these guys have come in young with no fear and, and just nail a few tries. Bevan French, that the list goes on. So yeah, if Kalen Ponga does get a start, maybe he is the one to uh, to go for. If you're looking at so the Raiders and the Panthers game, so if you're trying to pick a centre here, obviously you've got yep. plenty of options. Uh-huh. What what do you mm. kind of go for here? Would you go for Croker, who's just kind of consistent and obviously kicks goals as well, so you're hoping mm. that they are going to score a lot of points so he can convert them? Or would you go Tyrone Peachy, who has been killing it? I think this is probably the toughest decision of the week is which centre to pick in that game. Um, Tyron Peachy's dual position, but you don't want to pick him in the back row because that means leaving Marin out. So you've got Peachy, um, Leilua and Croker all in the one spot. You can only pick one of them. Um, Croker, we've seen pump out a few 30s uh, in, in games where his team's racked up 50 points just because all the attacks go on the other side of the field. So even if they do put on a score, he's no guarantee. Yeah. Um, Tyron Peachy, what was it, 87, I think, last week? He's yeah. just played tackles for fun of late and he's really 
really found a home in the centres there. So um, I've actually, I did my team and I've got Peachy at the moment leaving Croker and uh, Leilua out. But probably the number one factor here is just which team do you think is going to win and have the better of sort of the attacking ball. Mm-hmm. Really the doubts over uh, Austin and Hodgson for mm. Canberra leaning towards Penrith there. I'll tell you what's crucial, Chris. Who you nominate as captain and vice captain? Yeah, mm, I, I had Josh big Josh Hodgson as my captain in that game, and yep. I know he was off after forty two minutes, but he had fifty eight points up to that. Yeah, so that, that, mm. that that's pretty. The, the triple bonus felt like yep. I'm playing Scrabble, but it was fantastic. <laughs> Well, exactly. Like, you look at the Cronulla game, if you captain for Fida, who got 79, as against, you know, one of the halves or, or one of the, the lesser-performing back rowers who got, you know, 40s, that's a, a huge difference to your, your total score. So uh, the, the, the shorter format really emphasises your captain and vice-captain choices. So you, um, it's almost one where you take a punt on someone like a, a Josh Mansour or a Jordan Rapano who you think might get 10 tackle breaks and score 80, and that's sort of how you, you leapfrog a few mm. spots. I wanted to ask you as well, CK, in the Cowboys-Broncos game, um, are you just kind of better off going with Andrew McCullough here, who just kind of obviously plays um, 80 minutes, or Jake Granville, who can score a couple of tries? Yeah, I think both games, the hooker um, is not probably the spot to gamble with just because we've got to go on one team who almost certainly plays the 80 and is pretty consistent against uh, a guy on the other team who probably doesn't play the 80 or, or is in doubt, obviously, in the case of Hodgson, and we're not sure what's happening with um, Baptiste and, and Clydesdale. So, yeah, I'd definitely go Metallic over Granville just because um, I think he was pretty quiet last week, only in the 30s, but, you know, on a, in a grinding game, he can make 60 points just in tackles alone. So I think he's definitely the safe option there. Any final recommendation, CK6? CK6. <laughs> CK5 or CK4 next week. I'm going to slowly claw my way back to, back to parity. Um, yeah, I think just, uh, like I said before, go with your gut and, and work out which team you think you're, you're tipping and, and how you think the game's going to go to then work out which players to pick. So same in the, the Brisbane Cowboys game, pick first and if you think Cowboys are going to win or pick you know Ben Hunt or Milford if you think Broncos are going to win and um, pick Michael Morgan if you just uh, really are a crazy person who likes to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like us. Good on you, Chris. We do appreciate it. Um, look, if Lone Scott's not available next week, we'll have you back then as well. Don't worry. Well, I'll keep my fingers and toes crossed all week for that one. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Chris Kennedy there from NRL.com, our sports fantasy guru. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Big League Magazine run to the finals podcast. Time now for our fearless predictions and our social media star of the week. Before we do that, Give a plug to that prize again. It might be coming up this Grand Sunday. final experience. You need the key word from uh, the podcast. It might have been on this one. So have a listen. It might be on next week's, but we will be announcing it at the very latest next week anyway. Yeah. So. Well, that's as late as we can get. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, look at the list. Again? It's a grand final experience. Tell for, the viewers. Oh, it's, hey. yeah. it's a grand final experience <laughs> for two people, wow. uh, which means two platinum tickets to this year's grand final and two nights accommodation, uh, probably in the city somewhere. So all you have to do to win is... Listen to the podcast. When you hear us announce the keyword, quickly email it to bigleague at newslifemedia.com.au. If you're the first person to do that, you will win the prize. It's that easy. I can see you doing infomercials in the future, but anyway, that's a separate <laughs> thing. Uh, now, 
Social Media Star of the Week. Anyone? Nominations? I've got a nomination. Joel okay. Thompson. Yeah. Joel Thompson. I love it when rugby league and politics comes together. Of course, we had the maiden speech of Pauline Hanson, very similar to her maiden speech <laughs> maiden, the maiden last speech. time. But anyway, um, <laughs> and he's tweeted out, Pauline Hanson is a dead set clown. Get her off my TV. Well, Joel, you can actually participate in that <laughs> by turning it off. But tell you what, lots of response to that. Uh, 43 retweets and 120 likes. So mm-hmm. Joel Thompson getting involved in that. So he's going to be our social media star of the week. Love it. Right. So what do we do for that? Anything? You get a little emoji. Crown. Look, we'll tweet you out and he gets the glory. Yeah, is that, exactly. Is that no exactly. Good on your job. Yeah. Um, and we'll make mention of that uh, on our social media uh, outlets as well during the course of this week. Now, our fearless predictions from last week, uh, let's go through them. Um, uh, Pam, <laughs> you came up with Brett Morris, three try involvements. It took us a, a minute and a half to work out what three an involvement involved. involved. Yeah, I still don't know. I still don't know. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. not my fault. You couldn't understand it. She's got a bowie. Everyone else got it. She's got okay. Uh, let's see. how uh, That was wrong. Co- right? Incorrect. Yeah, yes. incorrect. Uh, Maria, though, Panthers 13 plus. I'm finally moving on up. Oh, moving on up. Well done. Congratulations Thank on that one. Um, I had Cam Munster running for, 100, uh, for over 200 metres and, and match high. He ran for 164 metres. And Suliasi Vunavalu was mm-hmm. match high 181. So oh, wow. uh, way lost, off the mark. Lost, Way off the mark. You're quite right. Massively off the mark. Uh, Bowie, now you're an interesting one. You said the Panthers will score 18 plus points in the last 30 minutes. That's right. Yeah, right. So um, we had Peter Wallace score in the 54th minute, converted by Nathan Cleary. We had Tyrone Peachy score in the 62nd minute, converted by Nathan Cleary. We had Josh Mansour, great try in the 75th minute. Yep. Unfortunately for you, Nathan Cleary misses the conversion. So that is a total of 16 points. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hey, hey, hold whoa, on whoa. a second. He's right. What? He's right. How, did, how does that work? Uh, uh, well, uh, it adds maths, up the 16. Like mit- mathematics. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm going back because I'm pretty sure they scored four. 18 points. <laughs> nope. Yes. Pretty sure they scored nope. sixteen, buddy. Right. Yep. <laughs> what um, was the score? What was the score at the forty six minute mark? I don't know. Yeah. I was slumped in my chair by that point, Bowie. I, can't I tell think you if you go back and yeah, check the actual <laughs> scores, yeah, but it was the last thirty minutes. You yeah. said. Yeah. You said uh, you don't worry. It's a point coming my way, and uh, I expect Absolutely an apology. Absolutely not. Uh, from so all of you. Just to give you an update on the uh, on the table, then we've got. Um, I'm still out in front on 3.5. Um, oh. Pam has now been joined by Maria on 2.5. And, Bowie, you're still at minus 7. Uh, uh, minus 6 after this week. Thank you very much. We'll okay, go to a we, count back. We'll go to the adjudicators on that one. So we need our fearless predictions for this week. Oh, no. So Blocko, our writer Michael Block, says Bowie is right. Cleary penalty goal. Oh, penalty goal. Thank minute. you very much. Yeah. He kicked three from five. I checked it on Apology, Apologies. Apologies. Four goals. Four goals. Four goals. Three, uh, three from five conversions. Wow. It's good to see that everyone's up what on minute the... Did he, check the pe- did he kick the penalty? Look, was it in the last Block, 30? He probably knows. Blocko, come on. Block, was it? Tell, Thank you, Block. <laughs> at least, at least someone here can count. That's all I've got to say. Oh, so. um, can we also say hi to Lachlan? He's commenting right now. G'day, Lachlan. Says the Titans, hey, were, Titans were robbed. Can't argue Titans with you, Lachlan. Can't argue with you there, Lachlan. Okay, let's amend the scoreboard then. <laughs> Thank you very minus, much. You're at minus six. Plenty of time. Yeah, We're coming home. Right. Everyone was on me last week for explain, trying, spending too long explaining my fearless prediction. Now we've yes. just spent six minutes talking yes. about this. Yeah, right. six, oh, yeah, okay. six minutes learning how to count. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so what? 
So why don't you, I'm sure it took me longer than that. Uh, okay, Pam, can you kick us off then? Sure. Mine is a little simpler this week. I think the Cowboys are going to get the double. I think the Cowboys are going to win first grade and then under-20s as well. They play the West Tigers in the under-20s. Um, I think they'll get the win there and I think they'll beat the Broncos. Are we happy with the fearlessness of that prediction? I think mine have been quite fearless uh, though. So like, oh, so you're using your not-so-fearless card right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It depends. Right. And also, yeah, lots of few changes at Cowboys first grade, which could impact on the Holden Cup. So, Good yeah. point. Yeah. If Kalen Pong is out and yeah. playing first grade, that's a massive I'm impact. I'm here for you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. For you. yeah, well done. Rock solid. No more photos of uh, Maria yeah. sitting at the desk. <laughs> Filming her without <laughs> knowing. Exactly. That's illegal, <laughs> that by the so way. Yeah, I know. That's it's illegal. So You've got to get permission first. Trust me, I know. <laughs> We don't want to know. How no, it, it just got yeah. real weird. Uh, yeah, exactly. I like <laughs> that on. too. I like just that. Uh, Maria? Um, mine's simple too. Tyrone Peachy, 12 tackle breaks against the Raiders. 12? Yep. I was going to go 10. Uh, is 10 fearless enough? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll go back down to 10. Okay, go back down to 10. All right. Hold thanks. on. Tackle breaks? Tackle breaks. Okay. Yep. Done. Come on, Tyrone. Okay. okay. Bo? Uh, now, tackle breaks is different from line breaks, isn't it? Yes. yes. Cool. Okay. Hey, just, just, oh God. Thanks right. for the clarification. Who invited this? Just well, you know, no one was wondering. Okay, so uh, what, I, what, I, what I picked last week, 18 points in the last half hour. That's right. yeah. I got that, didn't I? Correct. Cool. All right, look, this is an well, easy one. Uh, smug. smug. <laughs> Hashtag smug. <laughs> uh, 16 points. Um, Raiders, Panthers game, 40-plus points. Good. Okay, Raiders, Panthers game, 40-plus points. Um, that fearless is, enough? No, that's as no. weak as water because the line is actually 38 and a half, which comes to my fearless prediction, <laughs> and that is that the Panthers-Raiders game will be 50-plus points. There you ah. go. So that's fearless. So that's fearless. For me to win, you have to win. Yeah. I don't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have talked about this before. Should talk about it. <laughs> as yeah, always, camera. we say uh, that every yeah, week. We I'll go to 42. Oh, oh. <laughs> how brave. Seriously. Someone give him a medal for valour. Just as long as we can count how many points next week that they score, <laughs> that'll be, I'll just be happy with that. If they yeah, score, yeah. if it's 40 points next week, this is just going to be... Isn't it? It's going to oh, erupt. We're never going to hear yeah. the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> it is brought to you by Big League Magazine and Slater and Gordon, our great friends there at Slater. G'day, Steve. We'll give a shout out to Steve. Hey, Steve. As well, hey, Slater hey. and Gordon. one 800 is their number if you've got a legal issue to tackle. Good luck to all teams um, in all competitions this weekend, and I hope you have a Big League weekend. We might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as all! And it still works! Wow! He heads it, he's got it!